Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So I haven't really talked about life and what's going on and kind of updated you and chatted just about straight motherhood in a minute. Um, We've been talking about Harry and Megan. We've been talking about Jenny and Georgia. We talked about Britney Spears. But now I think we're going to jump back to our basics. And this is Christian Mom Uncensored. And I'm going to be uncensored about what's been going on in my life and um, some exciting things, some scary things, some everything. But through it all, God's been good. So welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. So we all know that a lot of my journey has been um, going through this process to try to just quit work and stay at home working with my kids. And I think I've covered this before, maybe. Um, if I haven't, I was talking to someone about it. But they're asking me why. Like, why wouldn't you work from home? Why? And the reason was because the job I, you know, that I was doing um, was, it's really, it gets monotonous. It's really technical. And I was just feeling this sort of burnout. And honestly, I didn't, didn't love it. I didn't love that position. And um, so a lot of my goal had always been to stay home with my kids because I believe they're only little ones. I believe, you know, I don't want to miss anything. Whenever I make a decision, I think about the regret aspect. And what I mean by that is I'm not afraid to take a risk at all, but I am concerned that if I were to um, like do something that late down the line, I would have wished I tried something else or did something else or tried something new. And so with that being said, I'm doing something new and completely off the script and different from my plan. And I want to share with you how I got there and how um, really we we make plans and decisions for our lives and God steps in and says, wait a minute. And that's what God kind of did um, for for me and for my family, at least for, for now. And I just want to share with you guys that journey because it's been kind of insane. And um, at least for me, coming from my perspective, where the only thing getting me through every day was knowing that the days were going to end. Um, so we'll dive into all of that. It's it's going to be, you guys are going to be like, what? So like I said, life has kind of... <laughs> taking me on an interesting course and I do want to share that course with all of you so um last you heard from me I was doing the countdown for when I leave work and let me just kind of explain that whole thing and what that was about so basically at the job I work now um they give you 12 weeks of paid maternity leave however um you're expected to work for 12 weeks following that maternity leave, um, at least if, if, if you decide to like leave the, the, um, the agency or something, then that's fine. The reason being is that they basically covered your health insurance for 12 weeks. So you're just kind of paying it back. It's like an insurance policy. So ever since Mia was born and even still now I've had my heart dead set on being a stay at home mom. And the reason why was because, um, as a mom, like you just fall in love with your kids. And I love, I don't know, like teaching Mia. I love having the day to do whatever I want. I love, you know, being the one to do all the things. I think we all kind of do. Um, I know that there's some moms that are like, no, I'd rather go to work. And I know that there's some moms who are like happy um, to um, to not, but (laughs) I was one that fell in the category of, I really want the opportunity to stay home. But with Mia, I just didn't have that chance. Like financially, it just wasn't possible. Flash forward to having Elliot and all of our plans. Um, 
it becomes possible for me to leave work. Now, possible doesn't mean like 100% comfortable. Like Ethan's not a lawyer. We don't, we're a doctor. Like we make regular, you know, regular money and middle-class money or whatever. And so for the past, however, ever since I've gotten back to work, we've been having the conversation of, okay, work 12 weeks and then you can, it's your turn, stay home with the kids. Childcare is expensive. Um, all of these other things. And so the biggest thing was um, that I told myself, well, I didn't like the position that I was working, right? And um, I told myself, if I have to leave my kids, which right now there's a pandemic, so I don't because I have to work from home. But if I have to not pay attention to my kids, like give them my 100% attention, then I need to be doing something that I enjoy. I need to be setting myself up for a future. I need to be working on the career that I want or I need to be staying home with my kids. And so I kind of had had that mindset um, pretty much since the beginning. So <laughs> then something crazy happened. So last week I was talking to Ethan and he was like, all right, next week you can go ahead and put in your notice to work. We were moving forward on purchasing a car because um, the thought was I would maybe nanny, um, maybe do pickups and drop-offs to school, um, just kind of supplement our income a little bit while I worked from home. So I need a bigger car. I have like a regular sedan. I need like SUV or minivan. So we were in the process of like looking, 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 kind of rushing through finding the car that fits enough, you know, seats. Um and I, on that Friday, my manager emailed and said, hey, is anybody interested in being an instructor? Which, you know, I, I was, but I was like, they're not going to get back to me in time. I would have quit and left and who cares? Um, so then last Monday, my manager like calls me and he's like, hey, Britt, you got the position. Congratulations. Um, you know, you start immediately training for instructing starts tomorrow. And I was just blown away. And so when I say like God laughs when you make plans, it's so true. Because here Ethan and I were um, kind of quickly looking for a car. I was getting ready to type up like my letter of resignation. I was going to call my manager and speak to him personally. Um and all of these things were going on and I get offered this job. And let me tell you, I started crying and it wasn't tears of joy. It was tears of fear. And I'm going to talk about that, um, a little bit too, because it's like, okay, so here's a new job that's being offered. And to give you guys some background, uh, my current position is one of the hardest in the agency, I would argue. Um, it is extremely technical. The training for it is over a year long and um, there's a lot of tears. Like if you ask people who go through it, there's a lot of tears in the classroom. There's a lot of tears as you're trying to get your footing to do the job because it is it is very involved. And so when I was in training, I thought I had a hard time. Um, I'm not a technical person. I'm more creative. I'm more feely. And so I just kind of felt like if I were to you know, be an instructor, the whole time, what kind of got me through training was, well, if I can get through this, I can be an instructor and I can help people who are like me thinking they can't do it. I'm talking about this job I got on anxiety medicine. I'd never had any type of issues like that before in my life. And I only had it when I was in training. Like while I was in training, I took anxiety meds. I never did that before or after training. And so it's kind of like, you know, I don't want to say insane, but it's, um, or why it's kind of wild to think about that. So anyway, so I get offered to be this instructor and my husband, of course, comes upstairs for lunch and I'm crying. He's like, what's wrong? And I was like, well, I just got off of this job. And he's like, what? Congratulations. That's exciting. I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, but what does that mean? Because this whole time, what had been getting me up every day, what had been getting me through, you know, the long days and the early mornings and the long nights was this is going to end soon. And if I have a long night, who cares? I'll sleep until eight. Mia doesn't wake up till eight o'clock right now. Um, whereas right now, you know, I was waking up at five 30 with Elliot to get on to, to work and to do all the things. And so it just became sort of daunting to me. Like, this is what my new, like, okay. What I mean is I got afraid because I felt like, well, I had 
we talked about me leaving work and the reasoning was there. The reasoning was one, I don't want to miss anything with my kids. They're only little ones. Once they go to elementary school, I said, okay, then, you know, I personally don't think I'm going to be a homeschooling mom. I really um, love the idea of it, but I also really love the social aspect, the independent aspect of my kids going to school. Um, so I knew like once my kids hit elementary school, the plan was to kind of build up a, a, a business or something. I wasn't entirely sure on what. So that when my kids went to elementary school, I would switch and do that full time. <sighs> All right. So this is a long story, right? So anyway, I get offered this job and I'm crying my eyes out. And I go, I look at Ethan and I go, well, does this mean that I can't, I have to work? And he says to me, like, I'm not going to force you to do anything. Um, the offer still stands. We are ready to pull the plug. But why don't you just go ahead and see? And my mom says the same thing. Like, why don't you just see? That's amazing. It's cool. It's a great position. If you like it, great. If you don't, then you already planned on leaving. The problem is I knew that if I took the position, I was going to like it. And so long story short, I took the position. And this whole plan to be a stay-at-home mom has flipped. And I have a lot to say about um, motherhood expectations and parenting. So let's dive into that a little bit more. So if we dive into like this kind of weird decision I've made um, about what to do in terms of working, not working, parenting, all of the things. Um, (laughs) I felt like I was letting my kids down by accepting a job. And ultimately what comes with the job it means that we're going to have to hire a nanny because at least for the morning portion of the day at least from eight till noon which is not that big of a deal it means that um well let me just say that with this new position my hours change a little bit I work eight to four thirty instead of working six to two thirty and so I was being really upset because usually I get off at two thirty and that's supposed to be my time to hang out with the kids However, a couple of things, there's a couple different things going on. One, Mia usually doesn't fall asleep for her nap until 2 o'clock, so she's not even up until 3.30 anyway. Two, um, I was really thinking, like, well, I like to go out in the afternoon and get out of the house. It's going to be summer. The silliness of me being upset about, you know, taking a new job is is kind of obvious because, one, The sun doesn't set till late. So if I get off at 4.30, roughly 4 o'clock, winding down, doing whatever I have to do, and I do have some flexibility where I could be off by 3 or 3.30, um, it just adjusts my responsibilities for the day and the next day. Um, I just have to balance that out a little bit. Um, The sun's still going to be up, and we could do like a before dinner trip to the park, come home, have dinner. It's like I can make dinner at lunchtime to kind of prepare. Um, on certain days, we can grab dinner on the way home. Um, I can push dinner back till 6 and then bedtime back till 8. Elliot's been going to sleep at 7, but more recently, he's been going to sleep at 8 because of the time change. So we push, we push bedtime back a little bit and we have a longer evening and it'll work out. So ultimately, this whole journey, guys, that I've been crying about for months and months and months is coming to an end as I step into a new role. And what I have to say is it comes with the, the, um, what am I trying to say? Like the disappointment around not being a stay-at-home mom comes from these unrealistic expectations of motherhood and what that looks like and what it means to be a mom. And Ethan looked at me and he goes like, you're being the greatest mom. You are providing for your family. Um, Also, you're working from home. So literally, you're not missing anything. And it's true. Elliot is still with me 90% of the time. Um, The only reason why we're hiring a nanny is because Ethan will be going back into the office and I can't manage Mia and Elliot while teaching a class. Um, I could manage Elliot. It's pretty stressful, but I could do it. But I can't manage Mia and Elliot while teaching a class and it will be nice to have someone come in, kind of help us clean a little bit throughout the week. Um, Also provide Mia with some really good structured time in the morning. I would like her, you know, to be outside every day if it's not too cold or wet or something I would like her to be working on her workbook you know for 30 minutes a day um 
reading books and like things that unfortunately she hasn't been able to do because Ethan and I have been tied to our computers in that morning hour. Um, in the afternoon, I would be able to do those things with her. But anyway, I say all that because I wanted to to kind of just let you know that everything's changing. And the reason why I'm so distraught is because I just felt like I was being a bad mom. And that means that there's this weird kind of pressure or the way society perpetuates the perfect mom. You know, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're giving your all to your kids every day, you're being an amazing mom. If you're a mom getting up and getting out the door and going to do what you need to do and taking your kids to daycare, you're being an amazing mom. And um, I've had friends tell me, and I've had Ethan tell me, even though you worked with Mia, you were like a stay-at-home mom. You got off work and you hit the park. You hit the lake. You hit the nature center. It wasn't like you just came home and did the things. And I always try to like give my kids the most. So anyway, I say all this because society creates narratives of who we should be. Um, you know, you're not the perfect mom if you're not at home cleaning and cooking and have the, the perfect house. If anyone knows me is I'm not a good cleaner. Okay. I think we should admit, admit our downfalls. This is going to sound dumb, maybe stuck up, maybe silly, but I'm not, okay? I'm good at making a list and organizing things and delegating. I'm not good at the execution part. It's true. So for me to hire somebody to do part of the execution makes sense because I'm obviously not doing a good job at the execution part, and that's okay. Um, when I think about the women I want to be like, they're all working mamas. And it's not to say that you have to be a working mama, but we're a stay-at-home mom to be whatever. You are. You need to do what meets your family's needs. And nobody can write one script for how that looks. One family, if you have like nine kids, it's going to be impossible to put them all in daycare, right? And maybe not impossible. You'd have to be making like buku money. Childcare is expensive, especially if they're like not school aged, right? So maybe you being a stay at home mom is what your family needs. Now, I only have two kids. I have Elliot and I have Mia. They're both babies. Um, I say Mia's a baby. She's going to preschool in the fall, but just for three days. She'll be doing three day threes. Um, but my family could use me working. Me working is going to afford us the opportunity to go on vacation. It's going to afford us the opportunity to you know, not have to kind of, um, I'm trying to be better with budgeting, but you know, we have fun money. We have fun things to do. And when we were talking about me leaving work, there are things we're going to have to cut out of our lives that we don't necessarily have to cut out now. And so, um, there are some things we're still going to cut out and pretend that I'm not working and just try to save that money up for like a big vacation and things like that. That's we could do a whole episode on budgeting. Um, but it's just, it's just um, silly that we put these expectations on us. And if you're a working mom who has a career, what are you doing? You're showing your kids what it means to be you know, successful. You're showing your kids what it means to work hard. You're showing your kids that women can do it all. And we don't have the expectation that when a man has a baby, he's going to stay home with them. So why is that expectation put on women in 2021? Anyway, obviously... Um, my though the way I'm working now is the ideal situation for me because I am working from home so it's not like I'm actually getting up and leaving my kids every day and I flat out told Ethan I will not leave Elliot you know I will not go into the office if they call us back until he is you know one or older like I would prefer him to be two before I leave him but also the other thing is that um it's letting my children build trust with other people because what we're deciding to do is not do a daycare but to do a nanny because the nanny can help us around the house the nanny could help organize toys the nanny could run do the dishes that's one less thing that i have to do um and then when i'm off work my my hours off work are dedicated to fun kid time um sprinkle that in with some laundry i probably will have to do but anyway i'm saying all this because i just feel like I know what it's like to stay at home and I know what it's like to work 
and I know what it's like to work from home. And I'm not doing it with school-aged kids. If you are, God bless you. That must be a whole other challenge. Um, but there's no one way is better than the other. When I was on my maternity leave, it was, um, I know it was only like 12 weeks, but there would be days I'd be like, okay, now what? Okay. I'm bored. Ethan, talk to me. Um, so like that loneliness of being a stay at home mom, I knew it was going to be a factor in my life. And I immediately started trying to connect more and more with my mom friends. Cause I knew like once I'm done, oops, it's going to be a whole different process. I forgot how to do this. I'm trying to do something. So, um, anyway, I say all that because I just wanted to update you guys on my life and talk about how as moms, we just have all of these hats we're supposed to fill. But when I think about the people I look up to, I'm doing what they would, what they would, what they would do. And, um, ultimately I'd like to own my own business and, um, sitting down, buckling down, zeroing in in on what my niche is and what my target is and what kind of business I'm building is important. And at least I can do that now while maintaining my salary. And that does well for my family. So that was like one thing I wanted to update you guys about. I know, right? Such a big change. So now I want to switch gears and talk a little bit about, um, childcare and nannying and finding the right fit for your family. I've done this once before, so I'm going to kind of talk you guys talk to you guys about like what my process is, what I like, what I don't like, what I feel, what I'm scared of, and then I want to talk about two other um good things I saw on the internet. So, to start with the nanny, um what you want to do, right? So when I had when I hired our nanny for Mia, she was absolutely amazing. She organized, she cleaned. When Mia, she helped me work on sleep training Mia, but it never went into fruition because I, I'm not like a sleep training kind of parent. Um, I just like, we tried a little bit of the cry it out method. I couldn't do it. We tried to do like kind of like a gentle cry it out version. I couldn't do it. Um, and even our nanny was like, this is so sad. Can I just rock her? And I was like, yes, you can. Um, because to be honest, when you leave, I'm going to rock her. You can shake your head at me, but <laughs> it's just, I'm not lying. Just know I'm not lying to you. So the the nanny process, what we're looking for is somebody who can um, pick up and drop off because this, eventually me is going to go to preschool three days a week. So the plan is that, you know, our nanny's going to, based off our schedule, um, come here, Mia will be dressed and ready to go. I'll have time to do that in the morning. Um, and she's basically going to drop her off at preschool. She's going to come back, kind of clean up, maybe prep for the afternoon, take Elliot for a walk. And that's what our fall schedule will look like. Um, for the summer, I don't want her like going a bunch of places with Mia. It's COVID. She's three, like she can hang out in the backyard. Um, she can go to the, one of the parks that's not too far, but she doesn't need to like be going on trips because I want to do the trips, right? I'm the mom. I'm, I'm doing the zoo, the aquarium and all the things. And Ethan said, you don't want a nanny because you don't want to be replaced. And that hit home and I'm crying like, yeah, like Elliot's my baby, guys. Like in the way our relationship is, I mean, very much he's always only had me. Um, when, I, when I'm not holding him, he's looking for me. When I leave the room, he's like, where did you go? When I enter a room, he, he follows me. It's like the sweetest, cutest little thing, right? So I'll, I don't want to share that with anybody. And um I was kind of the same way with Mia, but what I told myself was I was a nanny before. And I will say this, as a nanny, when I was previously a nanny, and this is for any mom who has to go to work um, soon or is like scared about the process, you are your kid's mother. No one can replace them, no matter how much time they spend with them. Luckily for me, I'm working from home. So I'm going to, the nanny time, it's going to be like 70 30. 70% you get mom, 30% you get nanny. Because I actually don't need my nanny for that many hours in the day. Um, more like eight to eight to two or something like that. <sighs> um, but um, when I was a nanny, I will say that. 
the little boy I watched loved his mama, excited to see mom, ran to mom. Now, what made mom feel good and me feel good was when I came in in the morning, he was also happy to see me. But did I let him watch mom walk out the door? No, because he was going to cry. He needed to be distracted playing with me. So ultimately, you're your kid's favorite. Don't worry about that. It's just good that your kid can... um build a bond and a trust with someone else and feel comfortable and safe and allow you to do what you need to do. I'll also say that my self-care game has been seriously slacking. And I mean, I look rough. I roll out of bed, log onto the computer like it's rough. Um, With my new schedule, I still get up at 6.30. I don't start work until 8. So one, I have time to make breakfast without running around. I have time to read my Bible. I have time to brush my teeth, take a shower, do some makeup, podcast. I have time for me in the mornings. And then when I start work, I can, you know, Mia has breakfast ready to go. Elliot, you know. Well, he's a baby. He's just chilling. You know, once he starts eating, I'll be able to cook for him. And I feel put together. Now when someone knocks on the door, I'm not running upstairs to put on a jacket or find a bra or do whatever I'm doing. Like, I don't look like a troll. I look like, well, some days I still look like a troll, but I look like a decent human. And, you know, ultimately, the afternoon hours at work are going to be fine. Um, With my new position, it's mostly grading in the afternoon, so I'm thankful for that. But also, um, Mia's asleep anyway, so the only person I'd be missing is Elliot, and honestly, Elliot's asleep during that time too. Um, It's 2.40, he just took a nap, he's probably going to be up for another hour, take another nap, and that will probably be his second to last nap of the day, Um, and we'll be good to go. So... When it comes to hiring a nanny, I'm just looking for someone who's going to respect me and not undermine me. And that's one thing you want to establish as a parent, especially if you're hiring someone older. I'm a huge advocate for hiring whoever you feel comfortable with. Um, Hiring someone older can kind of feel like you're hiring your grandma, which is pretty cool. However, the, the, the tricky part is that you want them to respect your parenting and your decisions because times change, the way we parent changes. And so I typically like to hire someone around my age or even younger because I just, you know, I'm the mom and they're not going to question that and I don't want to have to like fight a grandma. So that's pretty much why I do that. That's just some advice. I'm not saying don't hire someone older, especially if you are like in your later 30s, early 40s. I'm 28. Um, turned 28 last week what what, birthday still partying but um yeah so like for me to kind of fight with a 60 year old you know when I'm 35 I'll probably feel older maybe maybe not but right now I just don't want to fight a grandma I want to talk about two other things (laughs) moving away from my whole life uh transition and feelings of inadequacy of a mom and all the normal blah 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 stuff um I wanted to switch to talk about this really great uh, I, I follow these two really good accounts on Instagram, and there is one that said fat is not a feeling, and I want to talk about that. So this is like a trigger warning if you are someone who seriously struggles with eating disorders or something like that. So if you don't or if you're just like, okay, it's fine. I just don't want anyone to start like feeling anything. So I'm just going to say trigger warning if you're dealing with anything like that. And if you are, reach out to me. I have a past and we can, we can, um, you know, get you help, chat and encourage each other. So anyways, I saw this topic that said fat is not a feeling. And you know that there's this uh, TikTok going around that's like, you know, put it on, you look good. Like put on the two piece, you look good. Like ignore everything. So what, you have a belly, like wear it. Well, I will not be wearing a two piece this summer because I have like, it's a different situation when you had a baby and this baby, I have to do Pilates and some serious core reconstruction, but I will be wearing some really cute one pieces, like some really cute, like they're in. So luckily it's fine. But anyway, this person that I love on Instagram, and I'll make sure that in the description, I leave the two accounts that I follow. Um, they're just really encouraging and like super cute Instagrams too. We're saying that fat is not a feeling. And so often I talk, I kind of run in a circle um, with moms who 
just recently or have had a baby within the last year or two. So like moms of littles. And a lot of us still feel out of whack from having babies. And maybe even if your kid's 10, you probably still feel out of whack. And so we often are like, oh, I haven't lost a baby weight or oh, I still see it in my face or this and that. And um, this person that I saw was saying like fat is not a feeling and I I really um I really liked that because a lot of times we'll say I feel fat or like let's say you eat a really big dinner or you go to put on some shorts and for some reason you're bloated you go like I feel so fat or you know whatever and one we should never talk about our bodies that way especially since most of our bodies have carried humans which is amazing um Luckily, I have, like, a really loving, supporting husband who's like, babe, you're hot. Like, you look good. You're fine. Um, Even if I feel a little insecure. And let me tell you that hopefully, like, if you're in a good, happy, committed relationship, your husband thinks you're still hot. Trust me. Um, So that's one thing. But this idea of fat not being a feeling and how it's, like, it's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. You're mentally telling yourself, I look this way, so it is bad. And what we're doing is two negative things. One, we're telling people who are bigger that they're not worthy. And two, we're, ma- we're putting down ourselves, which we don't want to do, and we don't want to reflect that in our kids. And because I have kind of a, um, a history with eating disorders and stuff, I'm very cautious about how I talk when it comes to Mia. Mia's two. I don't ever want to say, oh, I look ugly. I don't ever want to say, oh, I look fat. The way I approach things I don't like is this outfit is not cute. And that's what I'll say. Like, this outfit isn't working. And I'll put on something else. Um, Because in the end, it's the outfit's fault. It's not your fault. Like, everyone has different body shapes and body sizes. And let me tell you, I am four foot 11 and a half. I am short. So a lot of times, I'll get, like, some Instagram, like, outfit inspiration and I'll go to put it on and I can't tell you how many outfits I have to have hemmed which I don't do because that's like a lot of work because the pants are too long because I'm too short I have to buy everything in petite and like not everywhere sells petite clothing and it's a whole struggle where I'm like I would look really cute in this and then I don't because I'm just too short so a lot of it is figuring out like what works for your body and your body type and then the other thing is figuring out like what um what you feel good in and like uh, hold on I'm getting distracted so something else well back to like the conversation of fat is not a feeling so as spring and summer approaches us a lot of us will say i'm not summer ready and people who are in body positivity movements will say things like you know the summer is not ready for me it's not it's not me that's not ready like accept me for who i am and a lot of the whole concepts of like feeling good and feeling pretty is we want to seem attractive to the opposite sex and we want to be like these hot mamas but we really should just be focusing on our hearts and that's a hard thing to do I'm somebody who likes to look good and let me tell you a struggle I've had in my life is that when I'm not in quarantine and honestly I just did a good buy I just bought um my spring wardrobe my spring slash summer wardrobe I try to capsule it I'm trying to capsule my wardrobes but not have a full capsule wardrobe okay this is a whole different side conversation so what I'm doing is I'm essentially getting basics and then cute accessories and then some really good um outfits right and I'm capsuling it so like this is my spring wardrobe this is my summer wardrobe and I know with capsule wardrobes you're supposed to have like let's say you have like four or five t-shirts right and they can travel with you through each season I have that but I specifically have like a summer wardrobe a spring wardrobe a fall wardrobe and a winter wardrobe and then of course spring and summer overlap and fall and winter pieces overlap anyway I'm saying all that I don't know why but Um, to say that, oh, I'm somebody who believes the world is your runway. And especially as somebody who like, I'm not really going into the office right now. um, But I do love blazers. I love like a good suit. Like I love a good career piece. Um, 
and I like being a little bit fancy. It's just who I am. I've been that way since college. I'm talking about rocking blazers to class at 8 a.m. And people are like, who are you? And their sweatpants and their tie buns. And my hair is like perfectly straight with my blazer, makeup done. Like that's just who I, I am. And it's really exciting to get back to that person as as vain and as selfish as it sounds because I haven't been that person. And it just feels good to be able to... Um, I don't know, get good and feel pretty. And today's Tuesday. I thought it was Wednesday. I have a video that uploads Wednesday. I was like, oh no. Um, so anyway, oh, people sometimes think I'm stuck up because I'm dressed a certain way. And it's not that I'm not that way at all. First of all, I'll be anybody's friend. I've been that way since the sixth grade. Second of all, yes, I might be a little bit vain, but aren't we all? And so anyway, I just wanted to go on to say that because I have a hard time making new friends. And I've heard this from people before who say, oh, you just seemed a little stuck up. And I'm like, how did I seem stuck up? I said, I walked up to you. I said, hey, how are you with my Starbucks? And yes, maybe I'm wearing something super cute, but like whatever. And then anyway, I just have a hard time in the mom circle meeting new moms that I don't meet at church. That's just a random tangent. And honestly, I got bullied in school because people thought I was stuck up. But I've always believed that like fashion is a part of your self-expression. And so if I want to dress a certain way, I'm going to. So anyway, to tie it all in, wear whatever makes you feel good. Fat is a feeling. It's not a feeling. It's a mental state of mind. And you can take yourself out of it. Um, And do you be you? You're cute more things to talk about. Multi-level marketing companies or businesses or whatever we call them, MLMs. I saw, I was with my friends this weekend for my birthday and I saw something like MLM and I was like, what's an MLM? And then they're like multi-level marketing. I'm like, oh, I know what that is. Or multi-level, like, you know, you know, businesses like Mary Kay, I think, um, I know that's like an old school one. I actually did Mary Kay for a while. Um, Mary Kay businesses like I can't think of any right Monet I think is one um even Beachbody they do even like Beachbody on demand there's like fitness instructors I have one I just stopped my membership because I literally was paying to to not work out so I decided not to pay to not work out and the way I feel about MLMs because I see I see a lot of mamas join MLMs and I'm going to give you guys my experience and my um, perspective on it. And like, if you're a mom thinking like, should I do this? Um, is this bogus? Whatever, whatever, whatever. Here, here is what I will say from my experience. And this is just my opinion. There's nothing wrong with joining an MLM. If you are somebody who wants to make some side money and you could potentially make good money, um, there's nothing wrong with joining. Now, ultimately, the company is for sure making a lot more money than you are. But if you join an MLM, um, I think even Beauty Counter is an MLM. But it's okay. I love Beauty Counter. <laughs> anyway, it's okay to like products from MLMs. It's okay to support fr- It's good to support friends who are doing MLMs. And it's okay to want to do it. So what, what the truth about it is you are not going to make a lot, a ton of money if you don't have the audience for it, if you aren't going to um, really work on your business, you have to treat it like your own business. And a lot of people are turned off by the ideas of it. So you, whenever you are doing something like an MLM, you have to, I mean, absolutely have to um, like work it like a job. The other thing is you're going to want, if you're selling like a product, you're going to need to spend in order to make. So if I was going to start an MLM, let's say like I decide, you know what? I really do want to join something. My advice is to have like 500, 600, $1,000 to just buy inventory and to just have inventory on, on hand of whatever products you're selling. Yes, you can, um, you can be successful without having a huge inventory, but I highly suggest and I do believe having an inventory will help because then when you're one demoing, um, selling the product, samples, all of that, it's going to help for you to have all of those things on hand and be able to sell them. My grandfather has made tons of money from MLMs um, and 
I've seen it be successful. And Mary Kay, you can get a pink car, but it's not about, you know, having a party with your friends and thinking you're going to make it that way. You really have to get smart and creative when selling a product. And um, I'll give you guys some advice. Something I have done and you could do is approach different places. So approach a bridal show, approach, um, do some research on like a 5k event, um, back to school night, the PTA, like you're going to want to like ask the community, look for places in the community where there will be people that you can go ahead and sample show and share your business with. If there's a fair, if there's a parade, if there's something like that, that's kind of where you can start to branch out of your normal social media network. A lot of people start with their friends and family. And of course, they'll buy like a product or two and that's it. They don't want anything else um, unless they absolutely love the product. And so you end up like thinking, okay, how do I make money? Um, the way you usually do it is by hosting parties. But if you, there's ways to switch and incorporate it digitally. I do think it's hard to do it. It's harder to do it in COVID because some of the things I would do is like a demo. If I was a beach body, um, if I was doing beach body, right, and I was being a fitness instructor or whatever they're called, like a fitness coach, I would for sure be, um, demoing once a day on Instagram live. I would be uploading a video. I would be, you know, you have to really treat it like a business. And if you think you can just throw a couple parties and make a lot of money, you can't. So a lot of people are like, those aren't even real businesses. They don't even count. No, that's not true. Here's what I'll say. If you're successful, you can make real money. And in the end, if the goal is just to like have enough to live off of or have enough for fun, there you go. If you want to, and you can, in a way, you are your own boss. Um, the company is allowing you to to do whatever you want to do. And there are cool events and conferences. And I actually think it's a lot of fun to be a part of an MLM. It's a little easier than trying to create and find your own business. And I will say that once you do it, it is good training if you eventually decide to open your own business. You've ran through marketing. Um the biggest thing when it comes to MLMs is like the same thing if you decide to become self-published. It's all about marketing. And which is why I, if I, well, I'm trying to write a book. I'll drop that. I'm going to a publishing company because they're going to do the marketing for me. You know what I mean? You don't want to just self-publish and then, you know, market to your group of 300, you know, Facebook friends and think you're going to be a best-selling author. No. So when it comes to MLMs, I will not knock anyone who who um, who does them because I have, and I honestly would do it again. It's kind of a lot of fun. Um, but if you're expecting like, oh, in one year, I could make $7,000 or $12,000 or I could make $1,200 a month or whatever you're thinking, it takes a lot of work to get to that point. And honestly, with any business for the first year, I expect very little and that's going to help you kind of like not be disappointed with what happens. Now, if you have a huge following, it's going to be easier. If you are showing the product, using the product every day, you're TikToking, you're Instagramming, you're on Facebook, you're doing parties on Facebook, you are at church hustling, you are wherever you are, um, that's fine. But when it comes to those types of things, it's a lot of work. And ultimately, yes, the company is making more money than you are. And the company will always make more than you are. But I did see someone post something that works for an MLM saying like, well, we all work for the man. But would you rather do it on your schedule, on your time? We all have a boss. So that's the truth of it. If you're like me, I do have an actual boss. <laughs> I do have people that I'm working for in, in in a sense, like I'm working for a particular place. And so if you are also working for a particular place, you could be in a sense working for yourself and yes, for the company you're representing, but at least you're in charge of your schedule. You're in charge of what you're doing. So MLMs are not bad. If you are like a stay at home mom, I have a friend that's a stay at home mom who's done it. Um, if you um, are a working mom and you would rather work from home and work for yourself, it's going to take a minute for you to get the same kind of revenue to, to do it. Now, of course, everyone is different. Everything looks different. So I'm not going to say that you you can't do that, but it is just important that you...
expect not to, to make like a hundred or seven hundred dollars a month off the bat and then I will say have some money to invest into it to start off because the more stuff you have I feel like the easier it is to just go ahead and hop on and do what you want to do and I honestly might join an MLM I do I just like that atmosphere I'm not sure which one yet um and there are some other business things that I want to develop on my own. But if you're somebody who doesn't have an idea of what they want to do, but you really love skincare, or you really love fitness, or you really love nutrition, or you really love makeup, there are spaces for you to do that every day and work for a company without having to develop your own line and things like that. And um, you could look at it as your fun money. Like if you're going to put some time into this business, you could say, okay, for I'm really looking to make this amount of dollars per month to fund my, you know, vacations for the year. And you can kind of make money that way. So MLMs, people hate them because friends will be like, hey, try this product. And you're like, oh, I don't want to try this product. But I'll say support your friends. They're honestly trying to make money. Um, and what else can we do but but love and support our friends? So that is pretty much what I want to say about MLMs. Again, I did Mary Kay, and I like the culture at Mary Kay. I enjoy Mary Kay. I, I like their products. Um, it is an older MLM, so it's the target audience. You're not going to get these Gen Zs with Mary Kay, unfortunately. Um, maybe some of them. I won't say you won't, but it, it is like an older product. So those are some things to to go ahead and consider when it comes to all of that. So one last thing I kind of wanted to chat about is I, my husband got somebody to come clean our house for my birthday because I was just super stressed and overwhelmed. And he saw me like running around every day trying to get it all done. And so he finally just went ahead and, um, well, actually he was going to do it, but my grandmother was like, just get someone to do it. And it's life changing. So if you want a good Mother's Day gift and you know you're going to get stuck doing stuff like for Mother's Day, I know Mother's Day is um, a little more than a month away, but ask for someone, ask your husband to have someone clean the house because like, yeah, I, I like flowers and Yes, I like breakfast in bed, but what I really like is to wake up to a clean home. And so that's a really good Mother's Day gift. And um, it could be such a nice gift to have like Mother's Day week. You probably have to book soon. So anyway, just thought I would share that tidbit because I was struggling with work and all of the things just to, to really spring clean. And that's pretty much what she did. The only thing I need to do is take clothes to the Goodwill and to, um, I, I donate to this, um, this like, um, organization near me that gives clothes to like, uh, teen moms and things. And I have like a ton of baby clothes. I have a ton of, like, I have maternity clothes and things that I'm going to bring there. So, that's a good idea if you're like, hmm, I don't want anything for Mother's Day but sleep, but you know you're going to have to clean. Like, just have that done like a day or two before the weekend of Mother's Day, and then that is just a good, 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 good gift. So Easter is right around the corner, and so it's time to get ready to do what Easter egg hunts. And I'm really excited this year because Mia is almost three. Well, she'll be three in July, so she's a little bit older. Um, I have Elliot, obviously, and we have a backyard. So remember in my whole podcasting journey, we lived in an apartment when I was like very first pregnant with Elliot. We moved to our house. We have a cute little backyard um, with a shed that kind of looks like a barn. So it's going to be perfect like backdrop for Easter pictures. But Easter is such a a fun time um, for kids and for parents. And also, it's a good time to to go ahead and reflect. I don't know if you guys give something up for Lent. I gave up Chick-fil-A for Lent. Um, And uh, I can just say that it's... um, 
a struggle. But Easter is almost here. Um, I've been doing my devotionals and all the things preparing for Easter. A lot of us read through like the crucifixion and things, and I'll do that um, towards the week of Easter. But what's been cool is I did this devotion and I don't know if you guys use the, the U Bible app, but I did this devotion that talked about the disciples and who they were, which was a little more interesting to me because I've read about, you know, all the events leading up to the crucifixion a million times every single year, um, coming towards Easter throughout the, you know, throughout my time, just like reading the Bible. I've read it like a hundred million times, but I haven't read I mean, I have read, you know, when Jesus chose his disciples, but I never really sat down and thought about who they are, what they were doing, what that meant for them. And so it's been kind of cool to read about them um, this this go around and um, think about what it was like for them going through all the things that happened with Easter. But on a lighter note, kids and Easter egg hunts. So with COVID, COVID has ruined everything, but it's not going to ruin Easter. Um, We're praying that the weather is warm and my church is meeting outside and there is a community egg hunt. However, with safety guidelines in place, so limited number of people, you had to get tickets. The tickets were free, but you kind of just had to reserve your spot. And I'll tell you guys about that next week because um, it's actually this weekend. But Aside from that, I'm also having Easter egg hunt at my house in my backyard because we finally have a backyard. Last time, Mia was barely two. I have the videos. She was two. I mean, not barely two. She was, um, no, she wasn't even two yet. She was like one and a half. Um, and oh my gosh, yeah. And she, I had like a couple eggs and like, obviously when they're little, you hide them in really obvious spots. And for her age, this is what I did. I did like these organic fruit snacks and some of them. Um, and that was like the first time she ever had fruit snacks. And then I did, and I used to be crazy about like no sugar ever. Like she's just about to turn three and I'm like, okay, you can have a donut. You can have this. I used to be like, I don't really want you to have sugar before one. And then even after one, I never really gave her any. Because I'm not a super sweets person. Like, I'll eat it occasionally. But um, I'm more of like a savory. Like, I don't like to... I'm not going to get... My problem isn't like eating 12 donuts. My problem is I want to have a whole meal. Like, I want a whole savory meal. So... Anyway, but so last year, and then I found these little Paw Patrol puppets, um, and they're rubber. They were like rubber little Paw Patrol puppets, and I stuffed those in the Easter eggs, and she was really into Paw Patrol at that time, so she was really excited to see those, and like little packs of bubbles, and these little wind-up toys from Target, but this year Mia's older, and so, um, and I gave her this giant Easter basket, like, with a bunch of stuff honestly it was kind of intense for a a one-year-old but it had like um all these bible puppets like bible story puppets and it was it was honestly kind of intense but it was really cute and so this year I went a completely different route and her Easter basket's a lot smaller but I got her like bubbles again um I got her um this little bunny lip gloss not lip gloss like chapstick because she is like into makeup because she sees me use makeup so she has like her own kitty version of it nothing harmful and she has in there um like a big art set because now I'm like all right let's focus on like art and not so much toys because we have enough toys um and Elliot I got him like some cute oh I got her a custom water bottle off Etsy that has her name on it because we're starting soccer like we just signed her up for her first team sport and I'm super excited so I got her a water bottle with her name on it and I got Elliot like a bunny teether and actually like a whole bunch of teethers because he's teething so he just needs teethers and like a couple older toys because he's he is going to be six months in April and so he's kind of transitioning a little bit where like yes he's not a hundred percent sitting up on his own um no he's not crawling he's doing this kind of scoot thing though so he's ready for more than just the baby baby toys you know what I mean 
Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing for Easter. And then with the Easter egg hunt, um, I got slime to put in the eggs. I did get, um, gummy bears because she's into gummy bears, um, and candy. And because we're going to a bigger Easter egg hunt, I didn't want to get like a ton of stuff. And the thing about the toys is, okay, Easter egg hunts are fun, right? And you want them to be cool. But I'm also kind of, not kind of, I'm also like into the environment. And I would prefer to give my kid toys, one that she's going to use. And two, that she like, that she's that she's going to play with. So a lot of the toys, like if you buy on Amazon, um, pretty much on Amazon Oriental Trading or probably even at Walmart, I'm not sure I haven't checked. Walmart has a lot of cute Easter basket stuff. Um, you can, Elliot's like, mom, give me something to play with. You can buy like pre-filled eggs and they come with some cool stuff. There's some dinosaurs. That's where I got a couple of the slime eggs was from from um, Amazon, they were pre-filled, and they have, like, some have, like, little dolls, and some have, like, little balls, and all these, like, little things, but the thing about it is, that stuff is junk in my house, it's gonna sit in the bottom of a toy bin, and I don't want to have her, like, go on this scavenger hunt to find things she's not gonna play with that's just plastic that's just gonna sit here and I'm gonna throw away and then I'm adding to the problem with the environment so I didn't get any of those little toys because those were pointless um but I did get candy and a big art set that she can play with and um the other thing that I'm going to grab today at five below because I just like was perusing the other day, they have all the outdoor stuff. So like they have a ton of outdoor stuff. So since the weather is getting nicer, it's time to like revamp our outdoor games and things. So I'm getting her like chalk. I'm going to get her. Um, she has plenty of ball. She has a soccer ball and a regular ball, but they have like the sticky ball game that you throw and catch. They have like Jenga. They have um, just like outdoor stuff. I can't think of anything. Oh, they have like all the games, like the ladder game where you throw the rope. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. So they have all these cool games. And if you don't feel like going to the store, you can order from Five Below's website. I don't know if you knew this, but Five Below has a website and you can buy the things from there. I don't necessarily think Five Below is like super great that I would order online. Um, cause there is a store right up the street, but if like for you, you don't have one near you, you're like, what is it? It's, it's pretty cool. They have like all items are five or under and $5 or under And Elliot's like, mom, I handsome. And so anyway, I'm saying all that because, um, I'm going to get some outdoor stuff and that's going to be useful. So anyway, that's just how I feel about Easter with like the the egg fillers I like to do useful things and like she like bubbles are always useful she loves bubbles um and we have been outside a lot the weather's been getting warmer and we're gonna be outside until the cicadas come then we're gonna go into hibernation and we will not be outside again until they leave but that's my plan so next next week I want to talk a little bit about a couple of different things because we are kind of running out of time. I want to talk about traveling with littles. And, you know, I traveled when Mia was around Elliot's age. And um, he's trying to poop. I'm sorry. And I am going to be traveling when there with Mia's a little bit older. And so some of my travel plans for the summer, um, summer activities, spring activities, and whatever else pops up in the news and whatever else I think about for life, I for sure want to talk about like as the weather gets warmer. And you know, when you're traveling for with littles, what do you do? What kind of places are you booking? Where do you stay? Like if you're staying at a hotel, I personally only stay at two very specific chains of hotels. Um, it's because I'm very particular, but um, typically I'm running a house or something, um, or like we we run a house with friends or something. But I do want to talk about travel because that's coming up, and I have not gotten the vaccine yet, but because I'm breastfeeding and I have a bunch of questions about that. But um, 
everyone in my family is getting vaccinated, like my parents, my grandparents. So I will be seeing them soon. Um, still doing all COVID safety measures um, and staying safe, but it is getting warmer and it's so much fun because now you can kind of see people and be distant and, you know, still see people. So that's something to look forward to, even if today is cloudy. So today in my area, it's cloudy. I woke up, it feels a little bit cold, but yes. All right. I said a lot. I said a lot, but I'm going to go ahead and end the episode right here and just remind you to follow me on Instagram at at Christian Mom Uncensored. Follow me on TikTok at Christian Mom Uncensored. If you need anything, you can find me at Christian Mom Uncensored. Don't forget to um, give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, please. And I will talk to you guys next week. Um, Be safe, be well, and have fun. All right. Bye.